two things in life. You got lessons and you got blessings. And when you learn from the lessons, they become the blessings. Oh yeah. Who you want to be is about what you consistently do. If you're telling yourself consistently, I am a learner, I love life, I am a hard worker, I am persistent, I am consistent, then that is who you are going to be. Yo, yo, yo. It's it's, uh, episode nine, Lessons and Blessings. It's your boy Sam G. We're back with another episode. Uh, we didn't get onto an episode last week. I was actually in uh, doing some prison ministry, and um, I mean, no excuses. But uh, uh, it seems to be the guests that I have on. When I get them on, they'll be on. But uh, they seem to be mistaken. Getting people get busy, and that's cool, you know. Uh, but that fell through, and then I just didn't get a chance to record before going into prison ministry. So here we are with episode nine dropping today and it's just me today so hopefully the uh the um the quality is clear you can hear me and uh today is going to be an important episode about your morning and evening routines why are they important the morning and evening routine that i use to get the most uh, the best out of my days and the best out of myself understanding the power of sleep um how important sleep is because i remember when i was young i used to say things like man i'll sleep when i'm dead and i used to do you know uh three day benders um you know out and about for three days so not great for the brain and you you start to feel it the the difference i think between uh, today's generations and my generations was we didn't have the mobile phones and the technology that they have today so like when we were going to stay up during the school times like you might stay up to midnight you know but what were you really doing I mean unless you're watching TV there was nothing really on past midnight um, you know we weren't in our beds on the devices the dev- there weren't any devices in our rooms so that frequency wasn't in our room our room should be a place of rest and of minimal electrical frequency as possible because uh, what we don't realize is this frequency affects the way we sleep affects the way we think like it affects us on a deep level and there's so many um, there's so much information to back this up So when you learn that, uh, I mean, everybody, I think everybody knows what they feel like when they get up the next day after they've had crap sleep. We all know we, when we lack sleep, we're irritable, we're lethargic, we're lazy, we're unmotivated, we're unfocused. We don't want to really do the things that we want to do or that we know we should do. So it has this ongoing effect. But what happens is because we are creatures of habit, these things become a habit, even though what we're doing isn't great for us. The brain wants to keep us comfortable. That's why it's easier to sleep in than it is to wake up at 5 a.m. I know because this has been a challenge that I've had for three or four years since I've been 
waking up at 5 a.m. It's <clears throat> it becomes a habit, and then I fall into a habit of sleeping in, and then it becomes a habit. So it's a constant battle, but now I'm just driven by my purpose and my why. So we're going to talk a bit more about that, and we're going to talk a bit about a specific um, routine that I do, both in the morning and at night, and uh, hopefully you can take some of this and use it and utilize it for yourself. Because like I said, was I doing this at 13? Well, at 13 years old, I was waking up early. I was getting my lunch and that really like my mum would obviously make the lunch um, most time, most days, Lebanese lunches, mate. And But I would pack it, get my bag ready, hit the bus by eight o'clock uh, with a couple of my friends and we would be at school playing soccer before school started at nine. So, you know, I've been catching the bus since I was year eight, whereas my brother would get dropped off at school. And so there was already a routine in play there. By the time I got to year 12, I was waking up at 4.30 a.m. to go to work at 5 a.m. and finish at 8 a.m. and then go to school. So there had been these seeds planted from that age to help me understand the benefit of establishing a good morning routine. So, you know, now, um, so yeah, so let me talk a little bit about, I guess, the benefits of establishing the routine. So, you know, time and time again, as I'm reading, you know, a lot of it has to do with, with goals and, you know, how do we stick to goals? How do we, uh, combat laziness? How do we overcome, you know, being lethargic and, and, you know, just, I guess, not achieving what we want to achieve? Because I guarantee if I speak to you, and if you're listening to this podcast, you want to improve your life in some way, shape or form. That's why you listen to it. So it's true. Not everyone is a morning person. But I truly believe that you can learn to love a morning or the morning time. Even if it's not 5 a.m., what I'm going to get you understanding is that it doesn't have to be 5 a.m., but I'm going to give you the benefits of that, but I also want you to understand, even if you woke up 30 minutes earlier than you have to, this puts us in a proactive state. Your state determines how you feel, it determines how you think, it determines how you act. Majority of young people are hitting that alarm two or three times and waking up now past the time when they have to get up. So automatically, their brain releases a stress hormone called cortisol, which is terrible for focus, for, you know, even feeling good. It, it doesn't make you feel good. It is fantastic for escaping threat. But when you're constantly living in this state, in this uh, flight or fight state, it actually causes stress, mental health, anxiety, depression, because we're not designed to continuously live in this state. This state is designed for short bursts to get us out of trouble. So um, I believe we can learn to love the morning, okay? I believe most people are far more productive in the morning and energized at the start of the day than at the end of the day. So what I realize is when I wake up, you know, before 6 a.m., 
and I really my goal is to wake up at 4.30 I've got Rob big shout out to Rob I shout him out a lot because he just inspires me all the time he wakes up at 3.30am sometimes 3am and he gets a podcast done writing uh, running training before he even goes to work he gets done in the three hours or four hours before he starts work he gets more done in those four hours than most people get done in a day Okay, so my goal is 4.30 a.m. I'll hit that goal this year consistently. But what I've noticed is when I wake up at 6 a.m., this gives me an hour extra a day, five days a week. Okay, so the pressure for me is five days a week. Saturday, I'm a bit less, um, I guess, diligent on, on waking up that early. And Sunday... I, I mean, we go to church on a Sunday, so when, when we wake up, we just, we wake up, you know. Church is usually at 10, unless we're going to the early session at 8.30, so Sunday I'm pretty relaxed, okay. But five days a week, I'm waking up one hour earlier than I have to. What do I mean I have to? Like, what time do I have to get ready for school? What time do I have to get other people ready? That is my have-to time. So if I can get up anything before that, deficit before that, is accumulating hours towards me helping, you know, self-care or achieve my goals. So if I'm waking up one hour before I have to, that's giving me an hour extra a day. If I go an hour extra a day times five days a week, that's five hours a week. If I just do it based on a school term of 40 weeks, that is 200 hours a week extra in a school term to work on me, to improve my life in some way, shape or form. 200 hours. That is almost 10 extra days a year if I didn't even touch my school holidays. If I just focused on improving my life in some way, shape or form during the school term, I'm getting almost 20 extra days days a year so while everybody else is rolling around with 365 days we're now rolling around with 380 385 yeah 385 days 20 extra days okay that is brilliant no sorry 10 extra days so 370 to 375 days a year we're getting just by waking up out a one hour earlier a day now I know what happens when I wake up early. I'm more inclined to take my time in the morning. I mean, my morning routine consists of, first thing I do is I pray, okay? Second thing I do is I meditate. Third thing I do is I journal. Fourth thing I do is I drink a big glass of water. Fifth thing I do is I train. Sixth thing I do is cold shower. Seventh thing is get the kids ready for school. Now. I just reminded myself that I haven't started with a scripture this morning. And so the scripture for this morning is the scripture for this morning is from Matthew 6, chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, 
This just brings me back to perfect reason to why I start with prayer and reading the Bible first thing in my morning routine. I want to align myself with what God's plans are for me. So I believe in God. As you, If you've listened to these episodes before, you would have understood my um, revelation uh, with that spiritual experience and the path that God has laid out for me. I don't know where you're at with your spiritual walk. And that's not for me to judge, that's for each. God will reveal to you what he needs to reveal to you, and I'm a 100% believer in that. If you knock, the door will be opened. If you seek, you shall find. And I see, I sought, and I found. And this is what I found. So when I align myself with God's word, I'm filling my cup with good. See, you, you will be who you hang around the most. So if I hang around God the most, if I spend the very first moment of my waking life with him and the very last moments of my waking life with him, I'm going to be more like him. That is the goal, to be more like Jesus, to love others, okay? To be patient, to be kind, to be loving, to be merciful, to, you know, to give. Like these are the, these are the attributes, the characteristics that I want. So I spend more time around him. Um... What I notice is that I have uh, I'm much more patient. My kids will often say when I'm impatient because I'm sometimes, it's one of my weaknesses, impatience and anger. And the kids will be like, Dad, you haven't prayed this morning, have you? Like they will know. And also it's because I haven't woken up early. When I wake up early, I'm waking up in a negative state. I am behind the eight ball. I'm like, ah, oh, like... The hour snooze sleeping never, and I'm telling you this, never feels as good as getting up early and getting things done. Not once. Yes, I enjoy sleeping in. Don't get me wrong. But when I wake up early and I get things done, it feels amazing. Those days where I've said, hey brain, we're getting up and I get up, I never regret it. I never regret getting up early. But I regret many times sleeping in. Sit, sit with that for a moment. So, um, so I'm, I'm also, I love my morning routine. And I love training. And subconsciously, when you get up early and you do these things that are good for you, you are filling your cup. We talk about filling our cup. When we fill our cup, we feel good. When we feel good, we do good. You see, when most people do the wrong thing, they're not feeling great. When I'm feeling self-love, I'm not going out of my way to help to hurt others or to bring others down. I just want what's best for them. Okay. When we meditate in the morning, this is basically training our brain to focus and to focus on the breath. It's not about the thoughts that come and go. They're always going to come and go. But it's about focusing on the breath and sitting in stillness. There is something so powerful with stillness, especially in today's world that is full of rush, that is being plugged in. We're always on the go, emails, mobile phones. It is something so important about just relaxing and focusing on the breath. Um, when I train, training releases something we call endorphins endorphins are uh, neurochemicals that enhance our mood they make us feel better and there's a saying i don't know who says it but it says 
when the way we start the day is the way we'll usually end the day. So when we start our day feeling self-love, self-care, energized, full of good you know, emotions and feel good physically, mentally, spiritually, then how we're we going to win. If we continually win our day, we continue to win our life. Um, the other thing I do is, obviously my missus is in, in the bed, is I make the bed. When you make your bed, it is a small little win. When we can fill our days with these little wins, our day becomes a big win. When we continue to build these little wins, we have a stronger level of productivity. This, When we get things done, we get in a better mood. When we're in a better mood, we have greater confidence and self-esteem. And when we have greater confidence and self-esteem, we're in a better mood, we have less mental and physical fatigue, which also means less stress or a better ability to deal with stress. So my morning routine is I wake up, I pray, I read my devotion and my Bible, I uh, journal, and what do I journal in the morning? Usually in the morning I journal what I feel God is saying to me, uh, or and goals that I want to achieve. Who do I want to be? I want to be a kingdom-driven entrepreneur. I want to be an amazing family man, a beautiful husband, father, son, brother, friend, and stranger. I want to be a kingdom-driven entrepreneur. What does that mean? That means I want to focus on helping others. It's not just about the money. I want nice things, but I ain't going to go and lavish up too much. I have great things. So I want to go and give for the kingdom. Uh, I want to give first. Save second. Spend last. I want to earn, you know, 20 grand a month traveling Australia, speaking, training, writing. I want to have 50 grand a year in residual income, passive stream. Um, I want to travel the world. Uh, <clears throat> I want to build a teenage retreat to help young people who are in trouble have a place, a safe place they can go where they can learn and they can grow. These are my goals. And when I write these dailies, I get to focus on these dailies. These become my motivation and my inspiration to continue even when times get tough. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be a quick one today. So I just wanted a nice quick one to get it out. But um, that'll, that'll affect immensely what we do during the day our morning routine and I want you to start this now will it be hard yes will we make it easier when we um, decide why we want to do it a hundred percent when we decide why our purpose will drive us there will be times when you stay asleep that's fine don't beat yourself up just say hey my body needed it today that's fine I'll get up early tomorrow okay now the other very important thing about routines is don't let your night routine or lack of ruin the progress you gain in the morning. Instead, do what we uh, have been taught from probably a young age, create a bedtime routine. You see, kids always have bedtime routines. They you know, have dinner, they maybe have a bath, they brush their teeth, they um, read a book, 
It's downtime. Why? Because the brain doesn't want to be active. The brain is trying to shut down, to try and calm down, to rejuvenate, to recoup, to repair, to restore. The problem with young people today is that we are on the phones all the time. We don't allow our brain to sit with the information that we learnt that day and ponder on the thoughts that we had. We don't allow our brain to accumulate the knowledge we've learnt and understand it in our own lens, through our own eyes and our own minds because we're constantly plugged in and we continue to feel our brain. When we get to about 9pm, 9.30, uh, our day is behind us. So because of that, the evening routine, my phone automatically goes on night mode from nine o'clock. What is so important is the first half an hour of your day and the last half an hour of your day. This is when your subconscious mind is most open to suggestion. So whatever you are putting in that brain for the last half an hour and the first half an hour is so important. It's critical. It is critical. So um, the evening routine I like to do is obviously um, pray with the kids. We do a devotion, put them to bed 8.30. By the time they go to sleep, it's 9. So at 9 o'clock, I'll chat with my missus, we'll talk, whatever. And then I'll go and finish off some work, um, read. So it's very important to not have a phone or a screen within at least half an hour before bed. Why? Because it wires up the brain and you're basically plugged in to stay alert and awake. We want you know, to get rid of those blue lights. We want natural light, low light as much as we can, darkness as much as we can, and a routine activities that's going to be what we call analog and start to help us wind down. A book is fantastic. A gratitude journal, just going over what was what went well today, what can we improve on, um, how you're feeling, things you've overcome, you know, reading 10 pages of a book and meditating. That is what I get done in the last hour uh, before I go to sleep. And I find that this uh, really allows me to sleep so much better and helps me to set myself up for success from the morning because your morning routine actually starts the night before. The other thing I do is I prepare my lunch for the next day, that night, my breakfast. Um, it's usually a protein you know, bowl, and I make that up and I'll put that in the fridge. Um, uh, my uniform, what I'm gonna wear, I put that out the night before so I don't have to waste the vital energy and focus on choosing it and going through and making those decisions the next day because you'll get into what we call decision fatigue. The brain will fatigue because of the amount of decisions it makes. We want the morning to be about creativity and uh, filling the cup, not making decisions and emptying the cup. So it is difficult. But to avoid all electronics an hour or half an hour before bedtime is so important to your brain and to your life. Um, so it allows your brain to relax and you get a much better sleep, 100%. Um, it lowers stress levels, it gives you a better focus, 
uh, and a more positive mindset. So positive mindset is not just something you do. It is something you do over and over again. It is what you become through what you do consistently. Um, yeah, so we've gone through morning, we've gone through evening. I think that is it. I would love you to try a seven-day challenge where you focus on doing a couple things in the morning and a couple things at night and reach out to me on Insta at succeed, S-E-K-S-W-E-D. I'd love to hear how your, or what your morning routine is like, uh, if you have one, if you start one, what it likes, because we will become what we want by consistently being what we want to become each day. We become what we want to be by consistently being what we want to become each day. That is by Richard Scott, and I love that. We become what we want to be by consistently being what we want to become each day. This is the importance of routines and structure. I'll leave you with one more thing. Affirmations. Your positive self-talk. If you can do six to ten sentences to yourself in the morning and six to ten sentences to yourself in the evening, it is super important. It embeds its message into your subconscious about who you want to be. Just like Richard Scott says, who you want to be is about what you consistently do. If you're telling yourself consistently, I am a learner, I love life, I am a hard worker, I am persistent, I am consistent, then that is who you are going to be. If you choose who you become, you choose what you're willing to do to get there. If you don't determine who you're going to be, the world will decide for you. And trust me, the world is not deciding you're going to be the best you can be. It just isn't. That is up to you. Much love. Peace in the middle. We'll see you next week. We out.